Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, everybody. It is Tuesday morning, November 2nd. Happy birthday to my my old man. Shout out, quick shout out to him. Um, and welcome into Broncos for Breakfast. It is 7.31 a.m. And uh, we got a lot to talk about today, obviously. We were just with you yesterday, but some stuff has transpired since then. So let's get through yeah, what's, the... Uh, what's what's new since we last saw our yeah. heroes? Yeah, that's... Uh, we'll get into it. We got a chance to break it down. We got 45 minutes to an hour up in front of us to talk with the chat and sort through these feelings, maybe a little bit less raw emotions than we saw last night. I didn't see how the chat uh, was last night. You never know. I mean, this is a, this emotional time for something like this. So I get it, but uh, yeah, we got to uh, move ahead and I'm going to try Twitter one more time here. We have no, don't bother. It wasn't working last night. They're doing some new okay. settings because Periscope is going away. Because they're going to use the Twitter space. Yeah. So, yep. yep. All so, right. That no, the chat last night I thought was was positive overall. Um, All right. There's a lot of people that are, you know, rightly happy for Von Miller. Um, mm-hmm. You know, moving on, he, he's going to play on a Super Bowl contending team this year. Yeah. And I think there's, uh, you know, there's some thoughts that, you know, there were nine games left in his season. And, mm-hmm. and you know, nothing keeps him from coming back next year, so to speak. Yeah. But, you know, if you're able to loan i'd say loan except you're paying <laughs> yeah. if you're able to loan von miller to the rams for the rest of the year get back two really good picks and then if you want him back maybe bring him back that's a possibility but uh overall you know what do you think what do you think about the uh the trade uh how it went down uh the return etc cetera, etc cetera. we started getting into this we're like wait a minute hit that go live button we're already having yeah. a conversation <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I guess I, I it's one of those things where I'm probably going to always remember where I was when it happened. Uh, kind of like how I remember exactly where I was when the Peyton Manning news broke that he was going to Denver. Um, so obviously, I, like I've said on the show before, and I've said to you, like once I started working for Mile High Huddle, I tried <laughs> best I can to cut off the emotional attachment to the specific players, obviously still pulling for the team, but I'm um, able to be, to be able to analyze each of these players, not as emotionally attached. Well, and that's not true for Vaughn. What you've learned is you actually develop more of an attachment to the players than the team. You yeah. Know, the, the phrase becomes you start rooting for the names on the back of the jersey instead of the names on the front of the jersey when you start getting into this type of thing. So, you know, seeing a guy like uh, like Vaughn leave for everybody, you know, he had yeah. a positive impact for for everybody, you know, obviously it doesn't affect Von Miller fans as much as Den- Denver Broncos fans. Cause there are, there's Von Miller fans out there too. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Von Miller fan. Even if I'm not a grow up a Denver Broncos fan, there's a lot to like about the way he plays the game, the way he conducts his health, his personality, all mm-hmm. of those type of things. Yeah. Yeah, no. So I'm, it's very bittersweet, I guess is the way to put it. Um, I'm very happy for speak. I, I like to say that I'm both probably a Von Miller fan and a Denver Bronco fan in that mm-hmm. regard. Um, but I'm very happy for Vaughn. I'm sad that we couldn't get it work to work out here. I know it's going to be very bittersweet to see him rejuvenated because I definitely think this is going to rejuvenate. I mean, Vaughn's going to look as happy and as 
fun loving as he's had in a while. I mean, playing next to Aaron Donald on a contender in LA with not having to worry about the goddamn offense for once in the last five years, he's going to look like a new, he's going to look like a whole new lease on life guy. I think they're in Los Angeles, bittersweet for the Broncos, but uh, they got a good return. 32 years old. Um, I know they ate nine of his 9.6 remaining million dollars on his contract. 9.66 out of my head. Maybe it was 9.7, which is, uh, you know, something like, oh man, you had to pay for the whole thing. You weren't going to spend all your cap this offseason anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be able to do that and get a second and third round pick, even yeah, if you're, you're buying back. another pick, you're, yeah. you're buying another pick. I think Albert Priorasa, I said you you traded him for a second and bought a third. I kind of think it's the other way around. <laughs> you think you paid? It doesn't nine, matter. It doesn't really yeah. matter. I'm like, you know, nine million dollars for a third round pick. Mm, no, no, no. Uh, for a second round pick, you know, maybe. But uh, yeah. You know, if you look at it, what'd you send? What'd you send the Rams for Kenny Young? A seventh, a conditional seventh, or something, or even any? Did you send anything? Uh, we sent a 2023 seventh, and we got back a 2024 seventh. Oh, and okay, that was the one that was just a swap. So you didn't really yeah. send him anything. All right, so Kenny Young, you send you send Von Miller nine million dollars for Kenny Young, a second, a third, and they get nine games of Von Miller. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Listen up, Broncos country. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T I C K. P-I-C-K is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets. TickPick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. Yeah, it is, it is a pretty good deal. I'm still going to be a little I, bit I know, I know. But on paper, you know, if, if you're going to make a move, that, you, that if you're going to make an unpopular move, at least make it a good one. Yeah, and it was. You know? And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, we got to say... Uh, do the matters of business here, obviously, guys. Welcome in, and we got Dave coming in with the stars, I believe, probably um, with the in Peyton we trust. It was a good move by Peyton. We'll get into that, uh, guys. This is Broncos for breakfast. You can find Scott and myself on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy, and myself is at Nick Kendall MHH. While you're over there, follow us also at Huddle Up Pod and at Mile High Huddle. Uh, guys, go to HuddleUpPod.com to get your swag on. I know Christmas is coming up very quickly. Scott and I are both rocking the uh, Broncos for breakfast mugs here. Um, you guys should definitely get that. If you do get one of those too, please add us on Twitter, add us on Facebook. I actually share the have love. an extra one that I need to, uh, to get to Mark from Georgia this week. So oh, man, there uh, we number go. Number one contributor on, uh, on YouTube for October lives about, uh, 45 minutes from me. Well, there you go. Man, Broncos country, small world. I know we got some Seattleites in here too. I'll have to do a meetup at some point. Um, also guys at Facebook, make sure you go to facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod, uh, to continue the conversations there, subscribe, like, and share if you're on YouTube, hit that little bell notifications. That way, you know, when we go live and of course, make sure you're following Scott on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Scott Kennedy. That'll be really ramping up here with the, uh, a lot of teams probably starting to shift their focus towards the draft. I mean, I know we just said yesterday, Hey, 
maybe the Broncos should uh, pump the brakes in the draft. They're four and four now. You know, there's a chance everything they want to do is in front of them. George Payton maybe uh, said, hey, I'm not really fooled by that. Uh, we still got a chance here, but this is too good of a deal. And probably it is. It is too good of a deal. And, you know, hopefully, <clears throat> hopefully the signals that Bradley Chubb is coming back too. Um, you know, right now is a is a completely healthy Bradley Chubb as good as a 32-year-old Von Miller. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Jonathan Cooper stepping up. Um, you know, Baron Browning, some of the younger guys coming in. Yeah. Uh, and more importantly, some of the offensive guys getting healthy. Yeah. That, uh, you know, that, that, that this to me, it's certainly not a positive move. Don't don't get me wrong. But it's not yeah. a throw in the towel move to me. It's not a, okay, we're done. The season's over type of move. All you have to do is listen to Shel and, and it's on the YouTube channel and their videos. Listen to Shelby Harris and his enthusiasm for after the game, playing next to the young guys, playing next to Kenny Young, having those guys come in, and the dude is bubbling. I mean, yeah. that's not a guy that is you – know, he might have a different attitude today, but yeah. Von Miller was out of that game. That guy was chipper uh, yeah. you know, for, for, for the rest of the season. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we got Sunny Days coming in here. Let's say hello to everybody in the chat. Sunny Days, good morning, everyone. Sean Burns, good morning. We got EJ in the house. Good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Hashtag beat the Cowboys. Gosh, I, I dislike the Cowboys tremendously, but I love Dak Prescott. So it's 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 hard for me. Um, Jeremy Sean saying good morning. Got to change the thumbnail now. Yeah, it must be Von Miller. So we got to change that. U.S. Dave present. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, U.S. Dave. How cordial. Uh, EJ in the house. Von Miller is a legend and will always be a Bronco. Hope he wins a ring with the L.A. Rams. Hope Peyton uses extra picks to draft uh, picks to get Malik Willis, Matt Crowell, or Carson Strong. We'll get into the quarterbacks here, I think, pretty soon. Richie Rich, morning. Morning to you, Richie Rich. Jamal Killings, love you, Jamal. Good morning, Broncos country. Good morning to you. Tommy Simmers coming in saying, I knew it, called it. Uh, Ashton's in the house. Good to see you, Ashton. It's been a bit, I feel. Morning, boys. We got a new name here, Anthony Johnson. My boy Vaughn traded. Hate it, but maybe it's time to rebuild. Um <clears throat> I think people think about rebuild. Let's get into this real quick. Rebuild. Mm -hmm. So this is a move that might signal, um, and thank you for the comment, Anthony. Hope you're doing well. Uh, this is a move that a lot of people are saying, oh, the Broncos got to rebuild, blah, blah, blah. This team's already kind of been in a soft rebuild, I think, for a bit now. They've been trying to sell it, and I think it is a very much a sell uh, to the fan base. Like, oh, man, we're making these moves or a move away, blah, blah, blah. But this team has been stacking draft picks in the second to fourth round for about two or three seasons now um they have a lot of guys on their rookie contracts um last year it was the youngest offense in the nfl now they're not playing the most rookies the defense is a little bit older but now you have five picks in the top 100 where you can continue that rebuild and get some younger guys on there while you're shifting these older guys so i don't think uh people need you need to tear down the entire operation for it to be a rebuild. I think some people have just the wrong notion of what a rebuild actually is in the NFL. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think you look at all the, the young guys and the young talent on here, the team is, is, is in the process of a rebuild. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. frankly, um, you know, let's go through there's, there's one key position lacking obviously to, to, to go with, but if you start looking at, uh, and, and you know, I'm going to go ahead and just let DWI guys interrupt yeah, myself with a very, uh, symbolic super with the with the 58 on the super oh it even says symbolic uh thank you uh, i was just i was blinded by the you know the, the the bright colors that i didn't even see start the read yet so good morning gents symbolic super let's move forward and let peyton install his vision for the future mm -hmm. um certainly appreciate the uh the contribution dwi guys and and the symbolism i know 
you know, I asked one of the questions I asked you, uh, I think we did a best ever episode uh, over mm -hmm. on my channel talking about, you know, who's the Mount Rushmore on here. And, uh, you know, Vaughn, if it wasn't your first pick, it, he was definitely, excuse me, definitely in there. Mm -hmm. um, and again, you know, y'all, y'all had asked me, you know, who do, who do you like watching with them? I'm like, well, you've really only got one national name on this team, you know, Vaughn Miller. And of course I, I like watching Vaughn Miller. Um, so it, it hurts. It hurts, um, but it, it, it has the rebuild already started to a certain extent. Uh, you know, let's look at the receivers. How old is Cortland Sutton? Uh, Cortland Sutton, I believe, is twenty six. Yeah, I was, I was thinking twenty five. So twenty five, twenty six. You got Jerry Judy. 26. You got your running back of the future. Uh, you got two young tight ends. You've got uh, you've got uh, young players in the defensive secondary. Uh, including one up and coming in the draft that is looking like a budding star uh, at safety. I'm not even talking about Sertan at safety. So when you start looking at who the older guys are um, and again, I, you know, Vaughn, while I, I, he was still playing at a very high level for me, I was certainly mm -hmm. impressed with his ability to seal the edge <clears throat> and push a, a, a run wide. His run defense is more than I ever expected to see. Yeah. Um, so, you know, even if he's not getting the sack numbers, I think he's still going to be a very positive influence for the for the Rams for what he's able to do on the edge. Um, but the rebuild, like you're saying, it's not going to take, you know, a, a tear down, get rid of everybody and start over. It's, it's going it, to that might happen in the front office. But uh, as far as the personnel, it's it, this team's not that far off. Yeah, <clears throat> no, you're totally right. No, it's all good. Um, and uh, Ronald comes with a comment here that I wanted to bring up. You said that this team is, you know, not giving up yet or, you know, there's still some hope, optimism, even though you made this trade for this season. Um, you're not selling totally on the season. I will say if there's if Peyton sold on anybody, he sold on this coaching staff. There is no way in heck that you make this move if you are in on in on this coaching staff. I just don't I don't see it. How could that be? And if uh, Fangio and this staff, you know, turns around and they make the playoffs, then uh, maybe we change the conversation, but you're trading away your best pass rusher for a team that, I mean, Von Miller was a uh, top five in the NFL and pressure rate, even though he hasn't been uh, amazing when the Broncos had this losing streak, he's still been getting after the quarterback at a decent rate. Um, I mean, more than decent top five in pressure rate. Uh, so, and then you trade him uh, this, that is not, maybe not selling on this team completely this season. You're, I think Peyton's selling on this coaching staff. I think he said, you know, I've seen enough. Um, and uh, we, I really tried to empower you this off season, but uh, anybody with eyes can see that while we are 500, uh, the way we've played the, this locker room is responding to you. Um, I'd rather get this return of the assets. The way our customers are responding to you. Oh man. Yeah. Gosh, you know, that too. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, the fans are the customers. They're, they're yep. certainly, they're speaking uh, loud yep. and clear. And I want to hit on a little semantics with that comment, <clears throat> Ronald. Yep. Uh, it's not a lame duck coaching staff after the season. It's a dead duck coaching staff after the season. It's lame duck yeah. now. They're 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 a lame duck coaching staff right now. I just, you know, again, anything can happen. You know, as soon as you start speaking in absolutes, the fates are going to make you look like a moron. I know, yeah. but uh, you know, unless this team whips off what we got nine games left, a seven and two, an eight and one, you got a new coach next year. Yeah, no, it's uh, 
definitely maybe not selling on this team completely, but it does seem like they are definitely selling on the coaching staff. And uh, it's going to be a bump. So, yeah, hello, everybody. Falling sloth. If uh, I didn't get to yell at Scott, look over the comments here for any supers. I know you guys want to start getting those in for the next upcoming giveaway that uh, they probably announced last night. Or I don't know. It if did. They... It's uh, it's you know, I, I made the suggestion that, uh, you know, they were trying to say, OK, what who should we use as a jersey now? I'm like, listen, you don't buy them until after anyway. So you make sure you got the right fit. So it's going to be a jersey of your choice. So oh, it's dealer's choice this year. Yeah. If you win, um, it's the 200,000 stars on Facebook. And then the, mm -hmm. the, the, the top YouTube entries will be as well. Uh, yeah. If you win the, the lottery drawing, you get to choose what, uh, what jersey you want sent to you from the Mile High Huddle crew. You know, yep. I want Jensen on the back of mine. Well, he does play a kicker for the uh, Indianapolis Colts, right? With those goggles, Rodrigo Blankenship. Always gave Chad a hard time about that. It's like, I don't see it. Like, Chad, you guys kind of look the same. And the fact that you are fighting it makes it even, we're going to dig in now. You, it, you're set. You're Rodrigo Blankenship. Um, but yeah, no, it's a it's a big bummer. And I got to say, I definitely felt a little bit emotional seeing Vaughn's address to the fans and the organization. I mean, listing like 50 people in the team. I mean, he has been the Denver Broncos here for the last I mean, since Peyton retired, it hasn't gone exactly as we'd hoped. And it really sh goes to show, man, if you don't have a quarterback in this league, you know, you're really just, you know, pushing chips around. It doesn't really matter if you don't have that guy. And the Broncos have not had that guy since uh, Peyton walked out the door. So couldn't figure it out during Vaughn's time here. It's unfortunate. Uh, but we are sending him to a good situation. Um, so I'm really happy for him, obviously, for uh, he gets to go play with Aaron Donald, for goodness sake. You know, Vaughn's been getting doubled like crazy. Uh, throughout his time here because the Broncos haven't had much of a other difference maker on that defensive line. Now he arguably plays with the best defensive player in football, so he's going to get some free rushes, and he's going to get to play with the lead, which is probably even worse than the the talent he's had up front to go with. So he's, he's well, going to look good. You know, there's, there's a big difference in playing for Sean McVay and Vic Fangio. Yeah, he's you know, going to have fun. I mean, frankly, you're the same age, so you'll you'll have something to relate to. God. But, uh, you know, I, I think Sean McVay... I don't think this isn't a stretch. I'm not saying anything crazy here, but Sean McVay is a much more exciting, relatable, personable uh, coach than Vic mm -hmm. Fangio and you know, connects with his players better flat out. Uh, and Kyle, you know, coming in and this one, this one hit me here a little bit as I'm going mm -hmm. through. So I've been a fan since plumber through the highs and the lows with this staff in no clear direction. And now losing Vaughn feels like this is pretty close to the lowest of the lows. Um, hang in there, man. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the good thing about hitting rock bottom, there's only one way to go. There's only one way to go. The, 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 the bad part I've got to tell you right now is four and four ain't rock bottom. No, it's, uh... <laughs> this team, this, this team isn't rock bottom. I'm not saying it's going down. I'm not saying it's on a downward trajectory, but there's a lot to still be excited about for the future with this team. Yeah. Um, you know, and if, if it's, if it's too soon to get into that, you know, people are like don't blow sunshine up my ass right now. I'm pissed. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll sit in there for a little while. Yeah. Um, so I get it, you know, and Julie, uh, welcome Julie coming in and, uh, you know, this is, this is when you're pissed and this is yeah. when you get 12,000 no shows. It's like, listen, I got, it's expensive going to games. It's a big time commitment. It, it, mm -hmm. it even if you're in town, it, it takes an entire day, hundreds of dollars. And even if you get it free, you know, you're excited for it. Cause this is a special treat. And all of a sudden it's like, this is what I'm getting. I feel, you know, I, I think someone else has said, you know, I feel cheated. I feel I feel cheated as a fan right now. And and like I said, the customers are very clear about the direction of yeah. this team. 
And uh, I don't think George Payton is deaf. No. And uh, Julie, Julie, the good news is uh, Kansas City has some really good barbecue. So uh, hopefully you can enjoy enjoy that. Um, my sister lives in Kansas City going to medical school there. So got to sample all that good stuff down there. And the other good news is uh, the Chiefs lost to the Giants by less than what the Broncos lost to the Giants. Right. And that was, uh, I think, was that at Kansas City, too? I. Uh, so the Chiefs look down bad, and uh, that might be actually kind of a fun, silly game uh, because of how <laughs> poor these two teams look. So uh, we'll get into it. Elliot D's in the house uh, talking about a rebuild here, but how many of our guys are on one-year contract? Sad to see Vaughn go. Wish you went to the Cardinals, though. Go Broncos. Um, I think Vaughn had a little bit of say in where he went in this situation, and according to Peter Schrager, uh, who does Good Morning Football over on the NFL Network, been connected in the league for a bit, um, and it looks like Scott might be frozen. Scott, are you there? Okay. Well, it's me now here for a second. Hopefully you guys are still here. Somebody in the comments, let me know if, uh, if I'm still in here talking. Um, but, uh, the, oh, there's Scott. Okay. Um, the teams that called on the Broncos were, uh, the Cowboys and the bills. Uh, do you have any thoughts about that? Scott, obviously that's some new information. I don't know if we talked about that too, but the Cowboys and the bills, both interested, uh, Von Miller and, uh, George Payton deciding that, uh, the Rams were probably the best scenario for him. Well, two teams that think they're contenders. And, yep. you know, I I know, and, and I don't know if, if Jay is in here today, but Jay Roper says, hey, it looks like Scott was wrong. This came as a surprise to, yep. to Vaughn. I'm not willing to concede that one just yet by what people say yep. publicly. You can know something's coming, and it's still a shock to you. You yep. know, or, you know, hey, there's no way his agent and, and Vaughn were caught completely off guard by the fact, hey, we're, we're looking, we're listening agents are involved, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, it wouldn't totally surprise me if Vaughn had some say in his destination totally. on this. But the, the good news is, is when you've got your choice of, you know, I used to say this to kids in recruiting, parents would ask me, Where do you, what do you think we should do? You know, and that's not my business to say, oh, you should go to this school because that guy's an ass. You know, I say the good news is when you got the Cowboys, the Bills and the Rams, you, you've got three good choices you can't lose. So then mm -hmm. it comes down to what, all right, now it's up to Vaughn, what do you want to do? And Broncos, what am I going to get the most in compensation? Yeah. And the Broncos got a pretty good deal, got a nice return from the Rams. And yep. frankly, it's November, I'd dang sure rather go play in L.A. than Buffalo. Yeah, and apparently Vaughn flies to L.A. quite often, um, private charter kind of thing. So and I, I misspoke. The Broncos and the Chiefs both beat the Giants. The Broncos looked better against the Giants than the Chiefs did last night. That's That's what I meant to get into. Um, so obviously it's a big bummer losing Von Miller. Um, I do think that this is about as good of a scenario as you could have hoped for losing Von Miller. Um, if the Broncos, it does sound like Von Miller, given the direction of this team and everything, barring, you know, Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers coming to Denver, Von was not going to be back in Denver after the season, not re-upping here for the end of his career. Um, and if you did lose him, the best you were going to get for him was a 2023 fifth round compensatory pick given how many years he's been in the league for nine so, games for nine. Yep. So that's, I mean, that's a get losing him in free agency and only getting a fifth round pick, which is, you know, people are like, Oh, these are going to be in the back end of the second and the third round. You know, what's after the second and third round it's or after the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round. It's the comp picks for those rounds. So those are even later than the, the second and third rounds for a team. So and, you and got the a second part of this. I think, I think, I don't know. I go back and forth on this one in my head. I'm like, does this give Vaughn, a proper send-off. I mean, you know he's leaving now. You send over the camera crew from the Denver Broncos. You do a featurette on him. You give him a proper goodbye. Um, you know, instead of this awkward, 
last home game. He's waving goodbye to the fans. Not he's asking, answering questions. You know, we'll see what the future holds. Don't know if I'll be back. This yeah. is pretty cut and dry. This gets the grieving process going. This gives the congratulations, Vaughn, going. It's like I think this is the. Tell me a better scenario for Von Miller right now. Is is there, I mean, other than the team turns around, wins their next guy in games, goes to the Super Bowl. Okay, that's number one. That's not all that likely. So yeah. of the likely scenarios, what, as a Von Miller fan, what could have been better than this for him personally? This is a, you got to be happy for Von. You have to be. Yeah, the only thing I can think of uh, would be that the Rams go around and give him a decent contract to extend him, which giving a second and third round pick, you'd have to assume that is, in the works or being considered. Uh, so um, that's the only thing I can think of, but it's good for Vaughn and it's good for the Broncos. It's bittersweet, but it's bittersweet because the Broncos couldn't capitalize after they paid Vaughn that big contract and figure out that quarterback position or the coaching staff. So it's a bummer and uh, good to see you this morning, Peter. It's uh, obviously thank you everybody hearing your grievances and uh, letting, you know, letting us know how you feel. Uh, we're here with you feeling. Uh, we got uh, Skylar. Skyler coming in My here. My friend has a name. It's spelled like that. And it's Skyler. That one threw me off. Uh, but uh, if we're wrong on that Skyler, please let us know. So Skyler, appreciate the super. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, is there any chance, any chance we can trade Noah Fant today? He keeps still on the offense and Alberto looks like he wants it more. I think there is a chance that you can move Noah Fant today, but you're selling so low on Noah Fant that I'm guessing the Broncos are going to want more than anybody would be willing to pay. Um, you still have one and a half to, Two and a half years of control left for Von Miller, probably one and a half. The way he's playing, you're probably not going to use that fifth year option on him. Uh, you'd have to decide that before his fourth season, which would be this offseason. But uh, he could turn around and play amazing down the stretch here, and you do do that. So uh, I, if somebody was offering like a third and a future third for Noah Fant, I'd listen. Um, but he is so athletically talented. He's still extremely young. Uh, he's obviously having some issues right now. Is it health? Is it mental with the death of his mother? Like right before the season started this year? Um, I'm not sure, but I'm definitely not somebody who's looking to sell low on a young talent, uh, especially when that piece, Noah Fant might be a reason that you bring in a specific kind of coach, you know, like, let's say you, you're bringing in Ar Arthur Smith of the world who wants to run 12 personnel and you just mm -hmm. traded, uh, Noah Fant who could have been paired with Alberto Koibanam. And now that's less appealing to you. So uh, I think that you probably keep Noah Fant unless you can get a pretty darn good return. And I just don't know if that's going to be the case. Now the Packers come calling because uh, they lost Robert Tanyan for the year, you know, a third this year and a future third or like a third and a future fourth. I may be interested, you know, that's, that can really help a rebuild uh, when you have that amount of picks, but um, that's, that's my thought. What do you think? Trading Noah Fant. I'm not, I'm not, I think you're selling low. I think that's the key. Um, I, I don't know that you're going to get the return. He's more valuable to you than you could get back for him. Now, if you could get anybody to pick up Kyle, Kyle Fuller's remaining six or seven million dollars in his contract, you'd probably take it. He said, "Yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a 2025 seventh rounder." I don't think you can even trade that far, but uh, whatever it takes. If you're going to pick up five million dollars, I'll take five million dollars that I don't have to pay him. But Fant. Yeah. You're not paying him a ton. He's still on his rookie contract. I know he was a first rounder, but he wasn't a top 10 guy. And the rookie contracts are still uh, much more cost controlled than they used to be. Mm -hmm. That uh, he's he's going to be worth more to you as potential, the opportunity cost, mm -hmm. than exactly. likely what you could get back for him. Unless somebody who really loved him coming out of the draft says we can get the best out of this guy. Yep. And, you know, he was a first round draft pick for a reason. But I, I don't think... Uh, 
I'd be I'd be surprised right now. And uh, I'm going to come back to DWI guys in a second. I want to hit US Dave, a yeah, comment that I've seen a couple times from him. He's uh, always always in here a lot, and I wanted to can't find it. Anyway, so U.S. Dave says every time we mention uh, Von Miller and how much time he's gone or, you know, it's only nine games, he says, yeah, but that's nine games now that we have to deal with an inferior product. I get it. Yep, I, I get it. Um, and it's it's also one of the things, you know, you, y'all have heard me sort of tongue in cheek, but not really call this a Marxist system where they reward failure. And that's that's one of the problems with mm-hmm. with a system like this is who suffers when things start going badly. The, the the fans do. There's no impetus to try and improve when you're actually better off to get worse. Yep. And that's that's the system. I don't like it. Um, you know, like for whatever you think of international soccer, you know, forget the game itself. You're rewarded for succeeding. Crazy. I know. And you're punished dramatically for losing. Twenty teams in a league, bottom three, you get you get booted out of the league. Mm-hmm. So those teams are fighting for their lives. They're adding players. They're always buyers. There's no are you buyers or sellers. You're mm-hmm. always buyers until it's too late. And then when you get moved down after the season, then you have to sell because you can't afford these guys anymore because you just got booted out of the league. So yep. it is the the fans suffer in a system like this that rewards failure. Yeah. No. Totally. Um, you know who's not failing us today is the DWI guys. God awesome, bless you. Dude. Von, another 58. Man, that's incredible. Uh, thank you so much. Um, Von said we still have Super Bowl 50. Amen. We always will. I'll remember that game forever. Uh, thank you for that, Von. But we have had so much more than that. Thank you for a decade of excellence. A decade of excellence. And also, it's really amazing, you know, watching Von Miller. I remember when we drafted him, I was a freshman in college in that 2011 draft. That was when I was really starting to get into the NFL draft process. Um, and, uh, Taking the best pass rusher on the board, I was all about that. I wanted him or Patrick Peterson in that class. Um, the Broncos made the right choice in the end. You were going to be okay to... either way on that one. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. That man, that 2011 draft was incredible. Um, Tyron Smith, JJ Watt, too. Oh man, incredible. Julio Jones. Sorry, I don't want to go too far down that <laughs> rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, no, Vaughn, it's really amazing because we all not only had him for this long and he was amazing for this long, but uh, he we saw him grow up too. I think that's another thing. You know, Vaughn's always been very open to an extent, you know, seeing what's happened with his life. And uh, he had the thing where he failed the drug test and then tried to bribe the person who was collecting it and got suspended for a bit. Uh, shout out and God bless DeMarcus Ware for coming in and kind of setting Vaughn on the right path um, and getting us right there. But Vaughn is Denver. Um, even if he doesn't sign, come back and sign another contract to play for the Broncos, he's going to retire a Bronco. You know, he'll come back and sign a one day contract and retire a Bronco. Um, and I think that they, they seem to have gone out on good terms too. And that's not always the case. So I guess, you know, we're very critical of the Broncos organization, given how bad they've been the last few years and the ownership situation and everything like that. Uh, but they went on mutual terms. It's not always that good. I mean, we, we've seen what happened with Peyton Manning and the Colts organization um, loves the Colts fans. Doesn't have a lot good to say about the Colts organization. I don't think that's going to be the case with Von Miller. And uh, I'm really happy about that because he will come back and he's going to be a, he's going to be a mainstay in the Broncos organization you know, for probably the rest of his life. He'll, he'll be around. He'll be making appearances. He loves this organization. He loves the city. He loves the fans. So Vaughn, not a Bronco right now, but a Bronco for life. Yeah, for sure. Sh- for sure. He's, he's a, he's a Bronco in sheep's clothing. Huh? Put that on a, put that on a sticker somewhere. That's actually <laughs> fairly clever. <laughs> you need to get a chicken involved in there. somewhere. going, going to the Rams. Uh, Yvonne coming in with some stars. Appreciate you. 
um, going back to the the Fant conversation when this first yeah. came in. So I think we should keep young weapons as much as possible. The new quarterback and head coach, we need to have them available. I I agree. I agree. Um, again, you know, unless someone's coming at you with a with a high pick, yeah. you know, Fant Fant doesn't need to go anywhere. We had several stars come in. Peters come in a few times. Chris Hernandez. Hey, Chris. Coming good in. Morning. Uh, let me see if I can find you in here. I've, I've asked for a a sorting option in here. So, um. Just a little inside baseball here. All of the comments get put into one stream. And mm -hmm. if one's busier than the other, it's hard to go back and where was that Twitch comment? And I mm -hmm. have multiple windows open anyway. You don't care. Uh Chris coming in with uh with with big stars. Uh wow, Chris, and a cup of coffee. You. It's it's even it's even uh it actually looks like soup, but you know, I'm gonna call it coffee. So it looks good to me. There you go. I'm gonna give myself a little bit more because cheers, cheers to you, Chris. Um uh real quick, there was a question. Uh, from Tommy, um, just going back to now that you've got draft capital, I'm going to tie this into the Broncos here. Would you take two twos for Matt Ryan? Um, that's it's it's hard for me to even consider anything like this because his contract is so trade prohibitive that if you could just move his contract, I'd take it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, his he's I think next year for 2022, he's got the highest cap hit in the NFL. Period. Yeah. So that if you could get out from under that, I'd take it and, you know, and, and get started instead of going out there with a 37 year old quarterback. Um, so for me, it's not about the the compensation as it goes to uh, to the to the numbers. It's, you know, yeah. what are you willing to eat in dead cap money? So um, is Matt Ryan available for me? He would be. But if if it doesn't do me any good to get rid of him because I can't replace him. Because I'm eating all his, his, his salary cap money anyway, I might as well keep him out there. I might I might as well keep running him out there. He's still playing at a pretty high level. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's been the number one quarterback in the NFL. No, number two because Matt Stafford is far and away number one. Um, well, last he, week he got his ass kicked. So yeah, yeah he dropped. Um, yeah, the, the you know what we found out with uh, you know with the the Falcons is against strong defensive fronts, Eagles, Panthers, they have no chance. Yep. And uh, some news here from Mike Florio. I think he's the one who's in charge of pro football talk, but uh, Broncos are aggressively trying to move Kyle Fuller uh, before the deadline today. So not a shock. Um, Clee Torres saying, please fire sale this team talking about Kyle Fuller there. Tired of watching this mess. Do your thing, Peyton. Thanks, Nick and Scott. Thank you, Clee. Uh, we also got uh, Lord Deer coming in here saying, personally, I think Cooper is out playing Vaughn. Loved him. Right move. He referenced Sharp coming back. He'll be back. Um, you're talking about uh, Shannon Sharp coming back like Vaughn will come back. Maybe. Um, you never know. Maybe the Broncos don't, they go to a defense that's more four, three oriented and they don't want to pay him what his market value would be. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of factors that we're going to see. I'd love to have Vaughn back at the right price uh, because it was already going to be a tough situation this off season. This kind of almost makes it a little easier for Peyton and the Broncos as well, because now it's like, well, we got the compensation. He's gone rather than why didn't you bring him back? Get, especially knowing that the best you get was a fifth round comp. He's more valuable returning than that fifth round compensatory pick. Now you got the second and the third this year. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, it'd be yep. great. Um, as far as your comment about Cooper outplaying Von Miller, Cooper had some good pressures in that Cleveland game. G guys, he was he was the worst edge rusher on the field in this last game. Um, his edge contained on run defense was absolutely horrible. Um, you're hoping that Cooper can become like uh, somebody that can compete with Malik uh, Malik Reed as a your first guy off the bench, but uh, as a starter, I mean. I don't know about that. I don't think he's the oh, quality. And, and, and that's the thing you, you mentioned the, the containment on the edge. That doesn't show up in any stat at all. That's, that's the eye test. And yeah. when I see Vaughn 
taking his blocker and walling off the a sweep or a, an off tackle run. I'm like, wow, that that impressed me. I I I haven't watched Von Miller the way you'll have. Mm-hmm. You know, you think Von Miller, you think sacks. Yeah, um, he's also smaller, you know, right? And quick twitch. Like, yeah, oh, as a I mean, finesse player, he's going for sacks. I'm like, wow, you know, this is he plays a little like a three four end at least at least a four three end, not just an outside linebacker. So, yeah. um, he he's he's doing the things that don't necessarily show up. Uh, in the stat sheets very well. I wanted to come back to Shane, too. Uh, Shane's going Irish today. Ooh. <laughs> Love you, Shane. Morning, <laughs> had to put some Baileys in my coffee due to Vaughn leaving. What's the likelihood we can get Russell Wilson next year? Oh, man. Um, I'll talk with Russell. I'm up here in Seattle. We're good friends. Uh, him and Sierra and my wife are good buddies. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, but um, the possibility, I don't think it's high. I think, doesn't Russell Wilson have a full no trade clause in his contract and he did not list Denver as one of those teams. I think he's looking for a bigger market specifically to be a good partner to his wife as well. And as much as Denver is a football fanatic city, it's not really a big market from the media side of things. So uh, I don't know if Sierra so and- at least four teams, LA, yep. LA, New York, New York. Um, he was also maybe interested in Chicago before that one fell apart. <sighs> um, Chicago. Yeah. They got their quarterback too. Yeah, they're not going to be interested. Um, Vegas was a team that uh, he was listed as being a potential uh, buyer in. I'm who knows what's going to happen with is Vegas. That close enough to LA to be considered LA because Vegas isn't a big market. It's not as big as Denver. Uh, I think it probably is. I mean, it's a quick little what is it? Forty five minute flight back and yeah, forth. It is. It's, have... it's three and a half hours on a good day in a car. Um, of course, it took me three and a half hours to get to City of Industry, where they were talking when on my way to Vegas, which where they were talking about putting one of the stadiums. Like, we're going to build a city and city of it. I was like, I can fly to Atlanta and watch the Falcons in four hours. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> um, so the, the traffic in there and, uh, you know, talking about making that move to the Rams, you know, when LA is good, it's a very nice destination to go and play. They should, they should be able to get free agents. They should be able to get guys to come in under, you know, get bargain. I mean, if people are willing to do that in new England, you know, Boston's a big market, but it's still Boston. It ain't LA for sh- for sure. When it comes to, um, you know, quality of life and entertainment options and, you know, that type of thing. So, um, you know, Sean McVay's got it, got a good thing going there with the Rams right now. Let's, let's see, let's see how long he can uh, keep it going. You just wonder, you know, with giving up the draft picks and all, if you're living in free agency, how long can you sustain that? We're, we're going to find out, which will be an interesting yeah. experiment for sure. Appreciate the stars, Peter. Yeah, thank you very much, Peter. Again, uh, I I haven't clicked on all of them for sure. I'm, I am reading them. Uh, I ha- I haven't clicked on all of them, but appreciate you coming back with the stars again. Yeah, but it would it would be amazing to get Russell Wilson here. I'm not sure how feasible this is. That is, um, I think you're more likely. Unfortunately, everybody wants Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Probably more likely in the Matt Ryan slash Kirk Cousins conversation. I know the contractually the Matt Ryan one is complicated, but I think that's probably more of a possibility. Not something you want to hear, um, but uh, probably better than what we've seen. Um, so we'll see. I mean, only one game at a time. Maybe they fall in love with the 2022 quarterback and triple dipping. Um, man, I have things I want to talk about, but when DWI guys is coming in like this, you, you have to. You no, have we're going to talk it. about what you want to talk about at, 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 at Super Chats like this every time. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys dictate what we where the conversation goes. And DWI guys, the man, three times today. Uh, thank you so much. I'm glad you both are reporting the potential compensatory compensation for Vaughn correctly. A fifth rounder, not only a fifth rounder, a fifth rounder in 2023, not this year, uh, to understand the value of the deal on a side note. Now I need Pookie to step in for King Henry in my fantasy league. Uh, maybe you get a two for one there. If you, uh, 
have Melvin Gordon traded to the Titans and then uh, kind of just coming full circle there to create the move for Jonathan, uh, Javante Williams. Uh, I don't know if uh, Melvin Gordon's going to get traded. Um, I think that's one we should, this is a transition. We should talk about who on this team should get traded and what you're kind of looking for here, because this Broncos team, they are sellers now to an extent. Um, and it looks like they're going to try to lop off anybody who they can get value for. That is probably not in the plans for this team. 20, I would say 2023 and beyond. That seems like the, the year to go. So is anybody that comes to mind for you as somebody that you would be selling besides Kyle Fuller, who obviously the news is out there. Broncos are trying hard to move Kyle Fuller. Um, yeah, Melvin Gordon makes sense and not because he's been underperforming. It's because he hasn't been able to perform. Uh, I was just looking up his, his numbers real quick. You know, he's got 88 carries through through eight games, 88 carries, receiving, 18 receptions. So he's got roughly 100 touches in eight games. Yeah. That, those are those are backup numbers. Javante Williams is the same way. Yeah. Um, so I, I would absolutely, if I could get uh, a, a compensation for Melvin Gordon, for someone that would use him, and, and frankly, he should want to move. I'm like, listen, I can go be a feature uh, someplace else. Please, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll accept that trade. So I think Melvin Gordon should be uh, could be moved because you could double Javante Williams's workload and not overwork him. Yeah, am, am I wrong? No, I don't think you are wrong. Um, Melvin Gordon's always been kind of a conundrum here in Broncos country because uh, signing him was perceived by the fan base as like giving the double bird to Philip Lindsay, who was the hometown hero, who's you know we're seeing what he's doing in the Texans right now. He's a, he's a limited running back, but he's a great story. And he played well for Denver during his rookie contract. Um, so people didn't like him then. And then the Broncos go out and trade up for this young flashy running back, Javante Williams. So now it's like double whammy. Okay, here we are again. Uh, Melvin Gordon being a uh, struggling back, but in my opinion, outside of Cortland Sutton, he's been your best, most valuable offensive player this season. Um, he's been great in the past game. Uh, he has back-to-back games with receiving touchdowns. Um, and he looks pretty comfortable coming out of the backfield. He's been running it better than Javonta Williams has. Now Javonta Williams has had some, uh, more flashy plays where he's breaking multiple tackles, but, uh, Javonta Williams sometimes is making it harder on himself than he needs to, because he is picking the wrong lane or not letting a lane develop where Melvin Gordon's much better at that right now. Uh, so, I'm not looking to give Melvin Gordon away for nothing. And the mm-hmm. other thing is uh, this is kind of a, not a totally lost season, but a season where you're probably not going to be making, uh, making the playoffs. And it's probably definitely not winning playoff games and going to the Super Bowl. Um, I think there is something to be said about not putting too much on Devonta Williams and saving some of those bullets for years two through four of his rookie contract. Um, I know you want to use the running backs on the rookie deal, but he has some, he has some issues right now with his vision. And if I can, you know, protect his body and leave a little extra tread on the tires, maybe that's worth it more to me than fine. Well then, you know, up his carries by 30% and give Mike, uh, Mike Boone, the others, you know, seven, seven carries. Like I said, he's getting 10 touches a game. Yep. You know, Melvin Gordon's getting 10 touches a game. I can find, I can spread out 10 touches pretty easily across the rest of this roster. No problem. If I'm going to get something in return from Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon is not being used in this in this on this team yeah and he's been he's been good i mean i think he went like he's been good for sure but yeah again like I, it's not he's I got agree, backup numbers so it's like trading a backup running back i think it's efficiency numbers are much better than backup numbers um but it's the i'm not saying he's not good i'm saying he's yeah, not yeah, being yeah. used so if you're not going to yeah. use him get something out get something back yeah is there a level of return where it's not enough 
Yeah, of course, of course. You know, so, it, but he would be in the shopping, he'd be in the window for me. If someone, if I'm looking for a running back, I'm calling the Broncos. How about Melvin Gordon? Let me put it that way. Yeah. Because he is a valuable piece to this team, but he's underutilized. If I'm a general manager, that's yeah. where I'm looking. That's where I'm shopping. Who mm -hmm. can play as being underutilized at another team? That's that's my job. Yeah. Melvin Gordon is being underutilized in this team. So is Javante Williams, but they're, you're not going to give up the guy you just drafted. So maybe I can get the, the guy that's on nine more games on his contract and I can yeah. get him for a song. I'd certainly make the call. And what kind of return are you expecting here? I mean, if I could get Melvin Gordon for, uh, I would ask for a fifth personally. I think of anything less than a fifth. I am playing the comp game uh, more so for him. I know that he, he's not as old as Von Miller, so you can still have, I don't know what the requirements would be for that, but like I'm looking for, it's probably going to be from a team that's picking in the back half of the first or back half of the round. I would want a fifth for him. If not a fifth, then I need like something that's a combination that would equal a fifth, you know, like a uh, sixth and a seventh and a future sixth you know, that would probably equal a fifth round pick. So uh, what what would you ask for? for? Because he, again, he's playing really well. And I know that people last year have the fumbles in their mouth, the taste of the fumbles in their mouth. And he had that bad, really bad fumble in this game, but he had like 230 snaps or touches in a row without a fumble uh, until he had this one. Uh, he's been, again, I think he's been their second best offensive player this year. Yeah, no, fifth to me even seems low, you know, for, for uh, can this team help him more than a typical, can he help me more the rest of the season than a typical fifth rounder would ever again? Yeah, Probably. I'd rather have him than a fifth rounder. Um, yeah. You know, unless he's pushing for a move, which happens. There's personalities involved too. Yeah. And if he starts kicking up a fuss, comes in and says, "Listen, move me," then then you then you got to sell a little bit. You know, my agent's been working with this guy, and you know this team's interested. Mm -hmm. But you know, playing on paper, he, he's more valuable to your team than a fifth rounder. But my my whole point on this is, again, he's not being the, the running backs aren't being used enough. Yeah. Let me just say it that much. So if I've got two of them, what do I need two of them for? If I'm not using either one of them enough, I only need one at that point, one and a half. I got one and a backup, make somebody a feature. And then you got a backup and move another really good player on. If you can get a decent return on it. So for you on this one, on uh, Nick, Peter comes in with the stars on Facebook, asking the question. So do we sign Patrick and Sutton now? Um, you're talking about trading young weapons. Uh, that's something you don't do. However, you're probably not going to pay Patrick and Sutton both. Um, just given the, you typically teams only allocate a certain amount of resources per position that they're willing to spend. Um, and paying that much on top of, you know, Judy as well. And Judy's going to have to be paid here in three years. And these guys will probably sign contracts that are longer than that. Uh, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you can't sign Judy. Who's playing incre incredible. Um, to bring in, uh, bring back the likes of Timmy and Cortland. So I, I would approach Cortland now, I, as long as you're comfortable with the knee. I mean, he's been playing incredible football this season. He's not even 100% yet, and he looks dynamic as heck. If the Broncos had a good quarterback right now, like you'd be hearing about Cortland Sutton uh, in every single talk show and whatnot. Like, man, this guy's an absolute star, blah, blah, blah. The next coming of Terrell Owens. But you know, wide receiver is a quarterback dependent position. Um, even though Cortland's still doing pretty darn well out there, unless you're Calvin Johnson, that's a different beast. But uh, <laughs> I would approach Cortland right now. Um, if he takes the deal, that's great. If not, I keep doing it for the rest of the season. And if he doesn't sign the season, he's getting the tag. I mean, he's he's too good. He's 26 years old. Uh, he's going to be better next year. I would, without a doubt, tag him. Tim Patrick, he is one where if I'm at least taking the temperature on him. He's young. He's probably going to get a solid contract in free agency. That'll how, get how young is he? 
I want to say he is like 28. Um, so he's not, yeah, yeah. He's not like a baby <laughs> at all, but, uh, 27. Okay. He's okay. 27. So right yeah, now. someone said 30 the other day and I'm I kind of went back. I'm like, I don't remember him being 30 and I didn't go no. and check it that day. No, no, no. He's, he's uh, 27. He will be 28 here at the end of this month. Okay. Um, so prime. So, he's, yep. He's in so his prime. He's going to get a good deal. If somebody offered me a third for uh Tim Patrick, I would be listening. Um, again creating some opportunities and that's definitely selling on this team this year um but what can you do um the other guys that seem like obvious trades to me cream jackson i know that we love cream jackson's energy and what he does for the locker room and on the field but he is you want to talk about an old player i think cream jackson is one of the he might be the oldest player on the broncos roster actually um and he is 33 years old will be 34 next year uh if you can get you know a sixth or seventh round pick for him, which is not a lot, um, but then move that salary off. Since you ate some of that Von Miller salary, you're creating a chance for the likes of Caden Stearns, the likes of Jamar Johnson as well on the back end. That's something I would consider. And that's again, that's going full fire sale mode on this team. Consider you're not going to save that much cash for him. You're not going to get that big of a return, but you're operating then in the margins and hopefully pushing that needle just a little bit to give yourself a little bit more resources where you can fill out your roster in the future and maybe make yourself a little bit more, aggressive and flexible. And the the problem is, you know, when you start talking about guys that you can move on is it's usually that you want to move them on because they're either old, expensive or not playing that well, which yeah. isn't a great way to be. Um, it means you're not going to yeah. get what you want for them. Um, so, you know, you start looking up and down this, this roster, it's like, you know, is, is Dalton Reisner expendable? Maybe. What are you going to get for him? You know, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to get a ton for him anyway. Um, you know, Bobby, Matt, where do you start needing upgrades? You know, you need upgrades at, at, at right tackles. So could you move one of those guys? Well, if they're not good enough for you, they're not good enough for somebody else either. Yeah. Um, I do think know, somebody so. would take a swing on Reisner. I really do. Um, He's still, he was an early second round pick. You have one and a half years of really good cost control. Um, And I think somebody personally, yeah, I would Your be, idea of a swing and my idea of a swinger, you're like, oh yeah, I think we get like a six rounder for him. I'm like, I'm not even picking up the phone for a six rounder. That's not even worth my time. I think you can get a third round pick for an equivalent of a third round pick for Reisner. That doesn't mean exactly a third round pick, but um, uh, that was something I would consider. And I also think Reisner might be a better fit in a more wide zone centric scheme. Maybe that's me talking based on his rookie year because um, he's man, not he moving just, very well. He, I don't know if something's wrong or not. He just, he's so immobile right now, laterally, you know, he just, yeah. he's, I, 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 I worry about him. Is, is this the best he can do? It can't be. He looked better his rookie season. He also looked smaller his rookie season. So I don't know he's what's going heavy. on there. Yeah. I mean, he's he's top heavy. He's he's upright and top heavy and he he lumbers. There's just no there's no you put him on an L cone right now and compare it to his his score at the combine. I bet it's a half a second difference. Yeah. Yeah. So uh he's one where I'm 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 not sure if I'm blocked yet on Twitter because uh, I try to uh, talk about players on Twitter and I'll use like their position and number. And then inevitably some fan will tag that player and be like, look what this guy's saying about you. It's like, he doesn't want to read what the hell I have to say. Don't, don't bother I'm him. I'm sorry. If you're on social media, checking out your ads as a, yeah. as a, a professional, you're doing the wrong, you're spending your time the wrong way. Yeah. But like, again, like don't, if you are out there, don't tag players in posts unless you're giving them praise or whatever. That's fine. But if somebody is like, you know, talking, doing their job, talking about a player, don't go out there and at them. You know, he, that's that's so stupid. Um, Claude Riley coming in here. Not stupid. Love you, Claude. Uh, with the stars saying, go Broncos. Vaughn was a stud. He will be missed. 
Um, hopefully the Broncos have some games that are, I know they're both West technically less than the Mississippi team. So they'll play in that later time slot normally, but, uh, I'm hoping the Broncos and the Rams don't have overlapping games because I'm definitely tuning in for the Rams when I can the rest of the season. Uh, Peter Middleton was stars here. Also, uh, so our legendary offensive line coach, can he coach guards? Looks like he's just good with tackles. Uh, he was pretty good with guards at uh, Pittsburgh, but granted two of the interior guys were first round picks in uh, David DeCastro and one of the pounties. I can't remember if it was Marquise or Marquise. Uh, is that the other name? Um, but uh, that's well, a fair the, question. The, the, the problem with the pounties is they're identical twins and they changed their names when they went to college. So it was like Michael and LaShawn when they were at Lakeland High School. I was like, I couldn't keep you guys straight now. Now there's four of you. You know, so they actually they changed their first names when they went to when they went from Lakeland High School to uh, to Florida. Yep. Yep. That's uh, that's tough. But he was very good there for the Steelers for a bit. Um, And and Nick, here's my question from the outside looking in. I wouldn't go to the offensive line coach first if I was asking about uh, about uh, Reisner. I'd go to the medical staff and I'd go to the strength and conditioning guy. I'm like, one, is this guy healthy? And two, what are you doing to make yeah. him quicker laterally? Cause right now I don't see it. Is he healthy? And why has he seemingly not as light on his feet as he was two years ago? Yep. Yeah. You're totally right there. Um, he just doesn't look very good. And uh, honestly, I was pumping the brakes hardcore this season leading up to it for Quinn Miners, because there's a lot of hype for the personality, the belly, you know, the small school kind of stuff. You know, there's a lot there that uh, fans who are ethereally watching the team, you know, just more like kind of like, oh, who are the fun personalities and whatnot might like cling on to him when he's not quite ready. Um, but he looked very competent when he yeah, was put out there. Yeah, that's OK. He wasn't going to be ready this early no. coming from, you know, UW Whitewater. But you don't want um, him to get like throttled out there, right? Like he's like well, not body there, ready. There's, there's going to be a change ready. of guard next year. You know, no pun intended. Literally. Changing <laughs> the guard, uh, but you know, Glasgow, something's happening with him. There's no way you carry a twelve, thirteen million dollars cap hit on him next year. There's no way, yeah. no way. Yeah. So either he's gone or he gets a restructure or something. But something is going to change with Glasgow. Yeah. No, totally. And we got a super chat coming in here. And I don't know if you will have the answer, Scott, but from BNS uh, asking Scott, your opinion on Cam Rising, possible day one, uh, a little early for the draft. And it's, it's a name that I think that's Utah's quarterback. Um, I, I would say I'll, I'll call that one BNS. I'll call that one a homework assignment. And uh, if you come in and remind me on Thursday uh, or even tomorrow morning when we do Falcons stuff and, and draft stuff, uh, there's been a few Falcons questions in here. Uh, you know, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, uh, those type of things that I, I, I've kind of glossed over. I didn't yeah. want to get into them on this chat because it's, it's Broncos, um, but we'll be available tomorrow. Um, and, and also, uh, again, you know, last night, I think we had 80 different contributors last night during Von wow. Miller. If we didn't get to you, uh, we will make it up to you. It was it was super busy last night. If we if we read every single one of those. Uh, it, it takes about two minutes each to, to bring them up and comment and then have a reaction and then go. We would have been there three hours uh, just reading nothing but those. It's a testament to this community. We love you. Um, but I, I feel bad on days like this when we don't get to show everybody. But there will be slower days and we will make it up to you, I promise. So BNS, call this one a homework assignment. We'll be on my channel tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern. And back here for Broncos for Breakfast at 9.30 uh, Thursday morning. And I, I will have an answer for you. Yeah, and uh, we have some questions here. Why not trade uh, Graham Glasgow? Um, 
Glasgow's contract doesn't really lend itself to a unless, yeah, unless you want to pay for the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to pay him to play for somebody else. No one else is going to pay him 13 million a year. Yeah, when you trade Cam uh, a Graham Glasgow this season, you eat nine point one million dollars. And I know the Broncos just did that with Von Miller, but you did that getting a second and third round pick back. Are you doing that for Graham Glasgow and for a fifth round contract? No, that's that doesn't make any sense. So Graham Glasgow's he's going to be here again next year, unless maybe you see a post June first trade where you can split that dead cap over uh, twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. Oh wait, actually. That's how the deal would be. That's this one. The I'm looking at the wrong year here. So it's you'd be splitting the contract over two years, but still, that's something you probably not want to do. Um, and he's probably more valuable here on your squad than not. Uh, we got Wicked Royalty saying, "You guys get on my nerves." Oh man, sorry, Wicked. You should try uh, living with us, man. My wife needs a sainthood. I get on my nerves. Are you joking? Oh my god. I will say you guys are a blessing for my relationship because I can talk all my football stuff and uh, not have to bother the wife about it. Like, did you hear about the Broncos doing, what do you think they're taking the fifth round? She's like, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. It is, it is, it is tough. This is yeah. uh, there's going to be several stages of, and there's going to be a, a feeling of you'll go through all five stages of anger. Um, when you see him suit up for the Rams. You know, you'll, you'll be in, there'll be some denial. There'll be some disbelief. You're going to be upset. You're going to be mad that he's gone. And then when he goes out there and he gets a sack, you're going to be thrilled for him. Yeah. Um. So, uh. so I get it. And Klee coming in and talking about this. I am going to hit on this one in the draft. Yeah, uh, you know, Jordan. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jordan Davis? Broncos could well to get a DT with his size. Um. If you're running a three, four, yeah. perfect. He is freaking perfect. And you're running a three, four right now. Uh, and I don't think you get to run it completely the way you want to, because I don't think Purcell has been all that good this year. Uh, and it may have hurt Shelby Harris and Draymond Jones on the sides of him a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to give them a free pass, but I will say, I think he is the ideal three, four nose guard with his size, his ability to eat up space. His, uh, his, his lateral agility is still pretty good for a guy that's 360 pounds that I think he's going to sneak into the top 10 and yeah, 360 pound guy sneak. Good one. Good one, Scott. Um, and then, uh, there was another one in here also about, uh, and I'll let you hit on them both, um, about, uh, Kyle Hamilton. Cause I know you're, you're a real oh, big fan I of his Kyle. says, if we, if we drop to the top 10 and I'm apologies, I can't find it. Uh, that's why it's nice. I can, I can bring these up when I'm producing cause now I can't find it. <laughs> um, but it was, do you think, you know, what about Kyle Hamilton in the top 10 says, I, I, I don't think you're going to have a chance. There we go. It was on Twitch with the broken pirates. I think it's going to, you're going to need to be top five to get Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. And I know that people are, will scream about, you know, needing offensive line, defensive line quarterback, which I agree. Um, but if you're picking top five and uh, Kyle Hamilton is staring you in the face, uh, you probably just need to take the best player, right? Like that's, it's that simple. You need good players. Kyle Hamilton gives you a chance to have a really good player. And I think he's more, he's more impactful than a singular interior offensive lineman too. So I think the positional value conversation is a little bit different because a defensive player can dictate and have some gravity. And my God, talking about gravity, um, I love Kyle Hamilton. If you have a chance at him, I love Caden Stearns too. But you, who's got a best chance to be a Hall of Famer and be an impact player? Probably if Kyle Hamilton's on the board, it's probably him. Um, speaking about impacts, though, DW High guys, the fourth time today, keeping literally keeping the lights on here for Broncos for breakfast. Um, final one today, boys, on Von Miller Day. Oh, yeah, Von Miller Day. Uh, good stuff and analysis. More draft capital and darts for Peyton. I've been impressed with him despite being saddled with the coaching staff. Yeah, I think I've been impressed with Peyton so far, but his 
career and his time in Denver, just like every coach and general manager, is going to come down to did he get the quarterback position right? Who's your because, Who's your next quarterback? Because if not, you are going to be out of a job. And I hate mm-hmm. to say it, um, you're probably going to have more chances at this because unfortunately this team, the AFC West is as obtainable as it is going to be probably the next four or five years right now, which kind of sucks um, given how bad the chiefs look and whatnot, but you have Carr, who is a top 10 quarterback, Mahomes who's a top 10 quarterback and or uh, Herbert's who top 10 quarterback and Mahomes who's not playing like a top 10 this year, but like we have enough data historically. Yeah, like, I'm not worried like, about Patrick Mahomes. If, if he, the chiefs aren't playing well, it, it, I don't put it on him. Yeah. And like, maybe he's not going to keep the pace of play where he's going to like shatter every record ever and become the best ever. Um, but you're going to have some up and downs where he's like, you know, in that top 10, some hey, years, maybe Super Bowl, top only eight more and he's going to be the greatest of all time. Yeah. yeah right. Winning eight is really easy. <laughs> exactly. So it's going to be up and down um, in that sense. But uh, it's going to come down to if he can get the quarterback right. And as good as Patrick Sertan looks right now, you know, there's going to be questions like, okay, well, it's the Bradley Chubb situation. You know, Chubb, good player, fine player. You know, if he's healthy, maybe even a great player. But you have Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson killing it out there. Um, and that's obviously the pick they should have made in hindsight. So we're going to see what happens with Mac Jones and uh, Justin Fields. Still pretty early to totally understand what those guys are going to do. Um, Fields in a bad situation too, but you know, what can you do? Um, but uh, he's going to have to get the quarterback position right. I am impressed with him and looking it, at it this It will team. take some time. Yeah. You know, it will take yeah. some time where, you know, there's people that you want to hit these knee-jerk reactions about – this guy or that guy is like, oh, well, Mac Jones is killing it. Mac Jones is 22nd and in the rating and his team's four and four. I mean, he's, he's, he's doing, he's killing it for a rookie, mm-hmm. but he's still a rookie quarterback and they still, you know, the New England Patriots four and four is a travesty. You don't talk about a rebuild. Yeah. Um, that's, team with you know, good that's, defense. that's, uh, that's not good enough typically for the New England Patriots. So yeah. he looks good, but it's still going to take some time. And that was, I think why everybody was so angry about you know the Teddy Bridgewater decision over the summer. It means you're at best treading water for two more years. Yeah. Two more years. You know, and hope is so important to a franchise. Whether Drew Lock becomes the guy or not, there was hope that he would. Whether yeah. he is or not, there's hope that he would and could. And you just dashed our hopes with this for a guy that we know is never going to be the right guy. So now we're at least two years away. That was yeah. a tough pill to swallow. And uh, amazing here. Mo Ron coming in at $5 on YouTube. Not a tough pill to swallow. Great show, guys. Love this group. Love you, Mo. Um, love everybody in here. It's been a good, uh, been a good chat. More. Nathan coming in buying us coffee. Nathan. There we go. Thanks, Nathan. Thank you, sir. I actually just, uh, I should have said something yesterday. My my coffee fix place, Cafe Brit, had a 31% off for Halloween. Mm. So I've got eight bags of coffee. I've got like six pounds of coffee in there. They think I'm a, they think I'm a, a distributor or something. <laughs> um no we've, i just we've both been there too coffee. i gave up everything else i'm not giving up coffee so um you know appreciate you coming in here too nathan and i know we're already at an hour but i do have one more topic of conversation to get to that i think is it's it's the quarterback position um and led how many guys are on a one-year contract uh you got tim patrick Cortland sutton melvin gordon bobby bassey uh coming off the top of my head here you had Josie Jewel and Alexander Johnson were on one mm-hmm. year deals. Yeah, both linebackers. Yep. Uh, and that was the thing we talked about at the beginning of the season was you're in a good spot because your veterans are on one-year deals and you've got young players behind them to push them. Well, right now, the veterans are getting hurt and we're seeing those young players coming in and getting some experience. Not yep. quite the way you wanted it to happen, but it will bode well for you in the future. Yep. Uh, the other ones are Kyle Fuller, Bryce Callahan, and Kareem Jackson. 
Bryce Callahan suffered that ankle injury. He's not going to be able to pass a physical right now because of that. So he's not going to be a tradable asset, which, you know, maybe a bummer. Um, but uh, maybe you bring back Bryce Callahan for a one-year deal this offseason on the cheap because he's injured again. And, uh, you know, you probably get more value there than you would for trading him. Uh, you do have Michael Ojemudi and Sang Bassi uh, coming in and uh, practicing this week. So if they do move Kyle Fuller and uh, what's-his-face is out for a while, Callahan's out for a while, then you do have some options. I also thought Nate Harrison Jr. had a solid game uh, this week. So you're, I think you're going to be okay at cornerback in that scenario. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, Corey H and this is, we got to talk. I want to talk about the quarterback position here going forward as like the long-term plan. Cause I have a, maybe a strong opinion on this. Um, Corey H I know I'm a broken record. George Payton had Matt Stafford and he decided it wasn't worth it. That is number one reason we are not in first right now. I don't know if I trust Payton at all on this. My understanding on the Stafford situation is the lions wanted Jerry Judy. Um, and the Broncos really did not want to give up Jerry Judy because part of the magic would have been Judy with, um, Matt Stafford, right? Like that would have been an awesome combination. We're seeing what he's doing with Cooper cup right now, right? Like getting a guy who's more talented than Cooper cup. I'm not afraid to say that more talented, not a better player, but more talented physically than Cooper cup. Um, and also the Broncos weren't really thrilled or giving, maybe it was two first round picks and Jerry Judy. No, it would have been first and Judy. So also uh, my understanding is Stafford did not want to come to Denver. Like he wanted to go to the Rams. So um, I think the lions were kind of giving, I mean, God, if you're the Lions, you have to at least listen to your player a little bit, given the situation he's been in for years and how good he's been on a bad team. And the, um, the, at least the with the compensation, you know, I, I've, I've talked about the Marxist system a lot. At least with the compensation high enough, that's about the only leverage players have. They're like, you know, I've made $100 million. I'll sit out. I, I won't yeah. go play. I'll sit out of here. So that's about the only leverage he has. It's like, if, if you trade me there, I'm done. Yep. You know, I don't I don't need to play again. Unfortunately for the Detroit Lions, they've seen that happen a couple of times with two of the greatest players of all time. So that you know, you want to you want to you want to hit rock bottom, go be a Detroit Lions fan. Yep. Yeah, I know. Jay coming in here. Um, Woody Page and ESPN said we gave up Vaughn for two day two picks, said basically got swindled. Vaughn Miller is 32 years old. That is two years younger than me literally the oldest player at his position in the NFL. So Vaughn will probably play beyond age 34, but like father time is coming and he's a quick, quick Twitch player. And typically those kind of guys like Clay, uh, Clay Campbell, somebody like that. You don't lose your size, right? You don't lose your size as a player, uh, but you do lose your burst, your agility, your mm -hmm. explosiveness. So that probably is coming um, for Vaughn at some point. It comes for everybody, but Tom Brady forever. Goddamn reason. Oh, show me where the fountain of youth is Tom. Um, so the Broncos able to get that. And also to your point that you keep making, um, it was Von Miller for what eight, eight or nine games. So this is about as good as you could have ever hoped for, for Von Miller. Um, and I think this is very, it's unfortunate because it makes you put up the mirror to what this Broncos team is. It's like, okay, we're not very good. And we're getting rid of the face, the face of our franchise. What does that say about where we are right now? You know, it's, it's here. It is, you know, we're not very good. Um, but this is about as mutually beneficial for all parties. I mean, the Broncos Miller Rams, uh, as you could possibly find. So, um, I, I think it's good for everybody. I really, I really do. It's depressing because I love Vaughn, but it is what it is. If I, if I was, I will, if I'm grading this trade, I'm grading this trade. The Rams overpaid. The Rams Slightly. overpaid yeah. for nine games because they are, this is our year. We're making a run and we don't mm -hmm. mind overpaying. Now we're going to, we're going to sell the future, uh, because the, the, the future is now the present is now. Talk and about that. Um, yeah. but they, they better at least make the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. um, when, when they go like this, because it, it's like I said, it's gonna be an interesting experiment to see if you can live off free agency for the next mm -hmm. three years. Um, 
So I think I think that Peyton did very well by Von Miller for Von Miller and for the Denver Broncos. And that's all you can ask for your general manager from your general manager. Yeah, exactly. So real quick, um, I know we're already at an hour and five, but today's a uh, hey, you guys have been amazing in the chat, um, helping us and supporting us. So we really appreciate that. We're going to have coffee for the next month. So that's awesome. Um, Rams overpaid because Denver picked up the financial tab. That's part yeah, of it. And that's part of it. That was part of the trade too. It was $9 million in cash for, yep. for the most part. That was part yep. of it. You, you, you traded Von Miller and, and $9 million to pay for his salary for a second, a third. Yep. Um, yep. I think that's a pretty good deal for both parties, honestly. Yeah. And, uh, so now I want to talk a little bit about, okay, well, this trade is only worth it if the Broncos fi- fix their quarterback solution in 2022. I've seen a lot of that sentiment on social media and while I agree f- to an extent, this is obviously you're setting yourself up better t- to be flexible and aggressive in pursuit of fixing the quarterback position. What I will say is we've already waited, what is it, six years now for the Broncos to figure out that quarterback position. As painful as it is, I would rather them push it back another year if they're not in on a guy or convinced on a guy versus feeling like they have to do it. This yeah, overspending right yep. now. Or going for the wrong guy. I think about it as like, you know, let's let's do the uh, the relationship analogy here. Um, you are 30 years old, right? And your friends and whatever, or you see them getting married and having good relationships. Uh, you know, Raiders, not your friends, but your neighbors. Let's say your neighbors. Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers, you know, they have their guy. Um, so now you are, you know, there's somebody who's like, okay, I kind of like them. Ah, whatever. I'm at this point in my life. I might as well propose and get it over with. Well, guess what? You're going to be divorced, back in the dude. pool. You're going to be back in the pool in yeah, three years. Exactly. Um, so while I do want them to figure out the quarterback position, do not, you cannot go into this saying I have to figure this out immediately. And to the point where I will settle, don't, don't try to talk, talk yourselves in. It's like, you know, when you're wearing rose colored glasses, all of the red flags are just flags, you know, that it's that kind of thing. So yeah, you don't you want to desperate is not a good look in the draft or dating. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you're going to make some bad decisions that, you know, in hindsight, like, Oh man, what were we thinking? Uh, so that is my, my biggest thing. You know, this, this draft right now, there are some quarterbacks who intrigue me. Uh, Kenny Pickett has been playing really good football. Granted, he's going to be 24 next year. He has baby hands and he was bad. <laughs> Legit. I mean, he has eight inch hands, Scott. He has, they're so small. It is. I'm really concerned. I mean, the NFL season plays later than the college season. You know what they say about six, small hands, small gloves, small right? gloves. Yep. Yeah. Small gloves. Um, he has tiny hands and also he has a lot of football in him and a lot of it was not good. So he scares me a bit. Matt Corral's offense is make believe. If you like every single look being an RPO, a QB draw, a swing pass or a slant, he's your guy. Um, but I don't know how translatable that is to the NFL. He's got tools, um, but he's really hard evaluation because of what he's asked to do. Um, Malik Willis is a year away from being a year away. Uh, Sam Howell has been dreadful this year. God, I, I have a friend of mine who says Sam Howell QB one uh, in what universe um, ter- he's been just, I know he's lost some NFL talent this year, but man, he has been rough to watch. Um, not a big fan of Desmond Ritter either. I mean, his accuracy would, his ball placement would make uh, drew lock embarrassed sometimes out there. Sorry. I had to get the drew lock dig in. Um, and uh, Hey, Andrew Chandler saying, give my, give me a birthday shout out. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to my old man. Happy birthday to my mom's dad, my grandpa as well. So, uh, yeah, and Cleese saying Hal has busy times. Yeah, Hal hasn't looked horrible. Okay, Hal has looked horrible in comparison to him being a top ten pick. I would I would uh, pity the team who uses a top twenty pick on Sam Howell right now, based on what of the what I've seen this season. He's uh he's a less talented version of running what uh, 
Matt Corral is doing right now. And I absolutely hate the North Carolina offense. I I hate it. It's the same offense that uh, DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, when they came in, they said, oh yeah, our offensive coordinator just asked us to make up routes. I feel Phil, Phil Lungo, Phil Luongo can't it's terrible. I don't know what he's doing. What are you doing there? Um, so I'm not a big fan of uh, either of those quarterbacks. So we'll see. We got a lot of process to go. And uh, if the Broncos have to kick the can one more year for a better draft in 2023, you can flip those assets, sell them for 2023 assets plus interest and give yourself a chance uh, in the next season and extend that flexibility window beyond 2022. That's what I, if I was Peyton, I'm saying you, you do not have to solve it this year. Yeah, it's it's a good year to get a developmental guy, but not yeah. necessarily. And we'll see; things could change yeah, a lot. Exactly. You know, we're, there's you know the quarterbacks that went high. Who was talking about Mac Jones in November as a first round pick? Some people, but I'm pretty. But not you know. I'm not pretty really. You know, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. You know, some, but not. Yeah. It wasn't serious. Or you know, two big names out there, and then some names that fell off. So you know, mm-hmm. things can still happen, obviously. Yeah. But you know, I, I think the key here is don't certainly don't overspend on the wrong guy. That that's the that's the 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 message that he's we're trying to say, and I I agree with you for sure. And if you do spend on a guy, have enough cojones to go back to the drawing board in 2023, mm-hmm. because the fatal flaw isn't investing in a quarterback; it is that investment, meaning you are overlooking the years, uh, the upcoming years as well. Taking oh. Paxton Lynch shouldn't take you out from considering Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Hamilton. Right. That that's the fatal flaw. And that scares you me. You've heard me say before, it's not the guys that you miss that kill you. It's the guys you get that can't play that kill you. Yeah. So if you get a guy and you miss on him, he can't play. Move on. Move on right. quickly. Don't be afraid. It's not fair to this guy. You know, baloney. These are professionals. You're paying them. Yep. You know, what's not fair is cutting a guy from your team on scholarship and making him sit out of here. Wouldn't you like to be able to do that? You know, I don't want to, I don't want to date anymore, but you can't date anybody else for a year. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. Um, so, you know, don't be afraid to, uh, don't be afraid to go back to the well, if it, if it wasn't working out in the draft yep. pool for sure. hundred percent. Well, guys, uh, we'll be back again, uh, Thursday for Broncos for breakfast. Um, we went along today, but today was a day worth going long and the chat was popping. So, uh, we appreciate the heck out of you guys. You can find Scott and myself on Twitter, Scott at scout Kennedy and myself at Nick Kendall, MHH. Also make sure you're joining us on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod, as well as at Mile High Huddle. Uh, get your swag on, as Chad likes to say, at huddleuppod.com. Uh, my coffee mug here, the Broncos for breakfast, Scott Kennedy and Nick Kendall. Oh, man. They spelled my name right, too. That's amazing. Um, you don't see that as often as you as I'd like hey. to say. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who's Scoot? No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, yeah, no, make sure you're doing that. Uh, go to huddle up, or facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod as well as on youtube subscribe like and share to not only mile high huddle but also scott's channel at youtube.com forward slash c forward slash scott kennedy a lot of football to play a lot of meaningful football maybe different meanings in the end for the broncos uh the tough game versus dallas we'll be talking about that on thursday but uh hopefully we were able to exercise some demons um and oh yeah we should send dwi a mug we can make that happen jeremy good call yeah, good call. Um, you guys are amazing. Uh, we love you, and hopefully we were able to work through some of those feelings and make you guys feel a little bit better about the the reasons as to why Von Miller being traded makes sense, even if it is sad. Um, so hopefully you're feeling a little bit better about that. And if you're not, you know, add us on Twitter. Get, get at us. We'll, we'll keep talking ball. You can, you can be sad for yourself, but be happy for Vaughn. I think this was the just the absolute best case scenario for him. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that that that's how I look at it. And I would watch him knowing that's one of our own. He's gonna go play in another Super Bowl. Good for him. He's gonna come home. We're gonna put his name in the in the in the lights. Yep. Hundred percent. Uh we appreciate the heck out of you guys. Shout out to everybody who contributed today, not just financially, but to the chat as well. Um, I gotta say, in other words, hour and fifteen minutes now. I really appreciated not having the constant Drew Lock, Teddy Bridgewater back and forth today. So Von Miller giving us one last gift. It's not even, it's like I say, I think it, 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 I didn't quite say it clearly about, you know, changing the tune. It's not changing the tune that, that bothered me. It was the broken record that bothered me. I don't, I don't care what song you like. I just don't want to hear it over and over and over and over again. Um, You know, so if, uh, you know, if you're, if you're being combative in the chat, stating your opinions as fact, saying it over and over again and bullying other people, if that is you that I'm talking to, then, you know, we'll have a problem. That did, this was great today. This was this was awesome. Yep. Uh, everybody in here, there was some pro this, anti that. Love it. I thought the chat was great today. Uh, hats off to you all. Appreciate you being here. Yep. Love you guys. Um, always a safe place in here to have fun and talk football. And uh, we'll peel back the onion and uh, get to the bottom of it. So appreciate you. We will. Scott and I will see you guys on his channel tomorrow at uh, 7 o'clock mine time to talk a little bit of 7 o'clock Falcons. Eastern. Look, look at, we're not, they're not letting us get out of here. Yeah, man, you guys are great. John Clay, F, uh, Evington. I can't tell what his picture is. I can't, it looks like a sea stack, um, maybe on the West Coast there. Or it's, I, I don't know, it's literally, it's teeny tiny on my screen. But either way, thank you, John. A super classy move by the Broncos. Moving Vaughn to a contender. Love my team. Go Broncos. Those are immaculate vibes. Those are positive vibes. We appreciate you, John Clay, sending us out on a high note with some positivity. And uh, shout out to Von Miller for an excellent career in Denver. Um, always will be a Bronco. Love you guys. Go Broncos. We'll see you soon. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.